It's around two in the morning when I hear a rustle and a bump in the kitchen, and I sit up in bed. I've left the light on over the stove for the past few days, since I've been half expecting Dante to show up. Still, you never know who might have come in through an unlocked door. I get up quietly, throw a robe over my t-shirt, and grab the cell phone in case I need to call 911. Then I creep down the hallway until I can peer into the lighted kitchen and determine whether what awaits me in the other room is a murderer or a lover. It's the lover. Dante is standing with his back to me, drinking orange juice straight out of the carton. His black hair is greasy, tangled, and halfway down his back. He is shirtless, and I can see the pattern of his ribs through the roughened layer of skin. I wonder what creature he has been this time, and for how long. Where he has been staying, what he has been eating, if he has been in danger. For a long time, I don't speak. I simply watch as he finishes off the juice and then opens the refrigerator door again. He's clearly ravenous. He rips open a package of cheese and consumes half the brick in two bites, still rummaging through Tupperware containers and wrapped serving bowls to find something to assuage his hunger. He actually grunts with pleasure when he finds the roast beef I defrosted and left on a plate on the bottom shelf. Setting the plate on the kitchen counter, he closes the refrigerator door and uses both hands to peel back the saran wrap, rolls a thick slice of beef, and eats it like a hot dog. He's halfway through the second piece before he stiffens all over and swings around to stare into the darkness of the corridor, where I'm hiding. Just for a moment, I get the chance to see his face in full-on, feral intensity. My God, he is so beautiful. Beneath the grime and beard stubble, his skin is marble white. His deep-set eyes are a dense and impenetrable brown. His mouth is full and heavy, his cheekbones deliberately planed. Black hair sweeps back from his forehead in a theatrical fall. He could have been an actor, a model, a muse, some rich woman's companion, if only his life had been a little different. If only his life had been completely different. Maria, he says in his low voice, It's not hard to imagine that voice dropping a few notes, losing its consonants, and coming out as a wordless growl. He must realize I'm the likeliest person to be standing a few feet away in the dark, but he sets his plate down, frees his hands for combat, and continues to stare in my direction. Until moments like this, I think I would like to see him in one of his alternate forms sometime but I always realize in those few seconds before he recognizes me that I really wouldn't. I'm not afraid of him now, but I might be if I saw him in some other guise. I step out of the shadows. Yes, it's me, I say. You look so thin. He glances down at his chest, bare except for a necklace made of leather cord holding a single key. Indeed, he's much leaner than I like, and I see a new wound cutting through the thin, dark mat of hair on his chest.
The cut has already healed, though not long ago. Sometime in the past month, Dante has been in pain and in peril. He lifts his gaze again and smiles at me, an expression that always reminds me why, despite everything, I love this man so much. It's been a tough few weeks, he admits. I come closer. I see you found the beef, I say. There's frozen pizza if you need some carbs. Maybe later, he says. Protein's better for now.